Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my right is James, and to my left is Bag. I got squeaky. <laughs> dude, that's mean. Not I'm just bad. glad you guys didn't make fun of my getting squeaky. I got, I got squeaky. Ah, uh, not. Hey, welcome to our new episode. We didn't even notice that you got squeaky there. That's because you guys aren't listening to me. No, we do listen to you. We just get entranced by what you have to say. <laughs> that's not even a word. Um, yeah, I think it's a word. <laughs> entranced. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. If it's not, we're going to make it up. Uh, but anyways, welcome to our Captain America, America is Great Special, Movie Spectacular, this Fireworks. Gonna... Yeah, Brad just saluted me because... It's going to be our to... most jingoistic episode ever. Absolutely, sure. it has to be. Hey, so news this week, the big news for me that I thought was really cool... Wait, 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 let me play the theme song. Oh, oh yeah, play right. the theme song. Man, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, if I had to think of a news theme song... Now I know, that, now I know there's news. Yeah. The news this week, for me, the cool news was from, out of Comic-Con, is Freddy Krueger is in Mortal Kombat. That's the thing that's at the top of my list as well. Really? I was going to make a joke about that being the biggest news from the week, but you really think that's the biggest news of the week? Not really. I'm just saying that it was, <laughs> was kind of funny. You were just making the same joke. That. Well, they wanted, to, eh. they wanted to make it big because, you know, the, the thing with... I, I am a member of Mortal Kombat Online. I don't pay for it. You I'm don't just say. Huh? <laughs> you don't say. I know, right? I, I, well, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan, so I, I go to their website, check their news all the time, and the big news is they're going to re- reveal a character at Comic-Con. And all the Mortal Kombat... Brad knows this. When we went to Comic-Con, Mortal Kombat fans are the worst. Oh, yeah? They are the worst, the most ignorant, dumbest fans Unless they ever. listen to real nerds. Unless they listen to real nerds, and they're me. No, if they listen to real nerds, I don't want them to listen anymore. So yeah, no, they're <laughs> no. if they're really that big of jerks. But it's so stupid because uh, I think I might have told the story before, but I'll tell it again just so I can reiterate how dumb they are. When me and Brad <laughs> were at Comic Con for Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, they, you know, at Comic Con it's a panel, so the fans go up and they ask questions. Ninety-five. This is not an exaggeration. Ninety-five percent of the people that asked a question said something like, "So are you gonna make a Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat?" Every those are, single question. Those are, competing. are you guys going to make a Tekken versus Mortal Kombat anytime soon? Any, any plans for Yeah. That? Hey, guys, what, is this going to happen? Are you going to mash this up? And the, the funny thing is, is Ed Boon it was in there saying, uh, no, we're just, this is a one-off kind of thing that we're doing. And I, I, I know almost nothing about the, the fighting game world, but I do know that Mortal Kombat is sort of the redheaded stepchild of, yeah. of that universe because it, it plays very differently. Like, anybody who's a Street Fighter fan... Like nobody in Japan plays plays Mortal no. Kombat or even really knows what it is, and nobody in Japan, nobody who's a big Street Fighter fan is going to enjoy playing. Uh, well, actually, ironically, the new Mortal Kombat was designed to be tournament, so you can go to tournaments and play oh, okay. it. And it's but actually, it's still like from 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 what I hear, the uh, like as far as the intricacy is concerned, they they play somewhat differently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the Street Fighter is a kind of a counter, yeah, based system where you're attacking and then you're but Mortal Kombat is offensive your special moves it's also they, offensive very offensive and, <laughs> and so anyways so they announced before this even happened about four or five months ago when the game came out uh, I don't know if it's Dread Central or shocktillyoudrop.com got a rumor saying that Freddy and Jason were going to be downloadable characters for this game mm. and I say that I mean I guess it can fit in the universe but I mean I would never think that they would do it they're both Mortal Kombat's now under the Warner Brothers umbrella, so I mean it won't so, be. Yeah, that, they've got it. Yeah, so it won't be that hard to for them to do it. And 
So when they finally released a character on this huge demo trailer thing and we're showing them off, right away on the forum, the Mortal Kombat fans are saying, Yeah, I can't believe that they would put Freddy Krueger in the game. Where's people like Fujin? Who the hell is Fujin? Exactly. Oh, okay. the, the, the point is, is besides <laughs> Mortal Kombat fans, nobody gives a shit about Fujin, Havoc, Tanya. No one cares about that. If you want to sell the game to get people that aren't Mortal Kombat fans interested, you got to put people like Kratos and PS3 yeah. and put Freddy Krueger in because that gets people interested and they're going to spend money on it. And if it's just a, like a higher-res version of the old game, why why does anybody care? Exactly. Because it, it's not like the fighting, like the, the mechanics are not going to be that much different. It's, it's, it's just, still a side-scrolly fighter. You know, exactly. It's not like they're going 3D or anything. I mean, 3D. You know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. And that's why it's so funny. They're, they get so up in arms. You know, if one, it's an optional character. Then don't fucking download it. Yeah. But they're going to spend, like... I think the page on the forum is some, like, 70 pages long about people just hating and hating and hating and hating. And then I always interject, ah, oh, he looks really cool. And then, <laughs> and then I'll get, like, five replies. Fuck you, man! You're not a Mortal Kombat fan. It does, it, he does look really cool. It was a, it was a good trailer. You know. It is. And then, of course, then you have people complain because he has two gloves. And you said... Oh, does he? Yeah. I didn't notice. They released Does a, he not have two gloves in the thing? No, it's only on his right hand. But they what did they re- do to his right hand? Uh, nothing. He just wears claws oh, on Oh, it's him. not like they poured acid on his right no. hand and it turned into knives? Okay. He, uh... But they... Then they released his bio. It says, oh, they he put two gloves on his hand to help fight... To help him against the Mortal Kombat characters because, obviously, Freddy Krueger's not... A martial artist, like, and he's in the real world. He's not in people's dreams. Exactly. He's got no powers. He, he all he does is have knives. So yeah, so it was really funny that I mean I think it looks interesting, and I'll, I'll I mean I'll download him because I think it's an interesting. And he's not part of the canon, so it doesn't really fucking matter if he's in the game or not. What is there? Can, is there really Mortal Kombat canon? There, I mean, I know they're making like those those video game or internet movies, but there's not. You know what the funny thing is? Is there's about five or six characters where there is canon. Oh, Scorpion yeah. and Sub Zero. Liu Kang, Raiden, and... The girl one, who's played by Jerry Ryan. Yeah, Sonya. I mean, they all have... Sonya. And, and Jack. I almost know something about this. <laughs> but they, they all... I mean, everybody else is kind of, you know, oh, they won the tournament, now they're super powerful. Yeah. And, I mean... But the, the endings in Mortal Kombat are way better. I was telling Brad about Tekken yesterday. Like, the ending in Tekkens make no sense at all. I don't know if it's just terrible translation from Japanese, but... Wow. But anyways, I thought that was cool news. Freddy and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Uh, so yeah, just interesting, and I thought it was kind of cool. It got people interested, and I mean, it was the big news on IGN that he was in Mortal Kombat. So, but that was some of the biggest news at Comic Con. Is kind of shocking. Which is, uh, it's also shocking that that's some of the biggest news, just because I feel like this has been—I don't want to say the lamest Comic Con yet, but there hasn't been anything that was there was nothing really huge, you know, which. There, there was still the stuff that I enjoy of like listening to the Visionaries panel or something yeah. like that, where you get to hear people talk or seeing interviews with Damon Lindelof talking about Prometheus. That kind of stuff is really cool, and always the things that I, I really enjoy the most about Comic Con. But uh, there was no, there was no Tron. There was no like big surprise where nobody knew it was coming. It just seems like, and I guess it still was going on this morning, but not. Yeah. Nothing. You know, you know just, me and Brad sat in on when they revealed that. Tron teaser that they didn't even know if they were going to make the movie yet. Yeah. Uh, Race me, to Witch Mountain. Because I wanted to. Well, and that, sit that in scene's and, not in the trailer, like, no. or in the movie. They just shot that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, really as a proof of concept of what it would yeah, look like. Yeah, because I wanted to see The Rock and, you know, listen to him talk. It's the Race to Witch Mountain right. panel. And then that was, like, one of the They're surprises. Like, don't, don't go anywhere. Yeah, we yeah. have we have something for you. And it's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, yeah. it's shocking. 
Um, even though he kind of heard rumblings that they're going to make it, but to actually have right. footage and yeah, nobody expected there was going to be like a scene yeah. with, with Jeff Bridges and CG Jeff Bridges. Yeah, you know. so it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, what do you have for us this week? In oh news, well, sir? the one thing we were talking about just before the movie was, or just before just before we started talking, I mean, uh, was that they. There was an article this week that was talking about the fact that they're making another Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about this for a while, uh, and there was nothing really new in the article. I know that what they're talking about is having the guy who directed Monsters, which is that sort of independent monster alien movie uh, from last year, which I haven't seen. Brad, did you see it? It's on my queue. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, the real question is whether or not anyone would... It, I, I'm one of those weird people who kind of enjoys the 1998 Godzilla movie which I know is not uh, it's not good but I have fun with that movie you know this will so, really date me um, with you because you're I mean I am obviously older than you but when I was yeah. a senior in high school that movie came out and me and my friend Carson really really wanted to see it and we were in drawing together so we just ditched drawing and went to the movie theater <laughs> and watched uh, Godzilla which is not like I don't think it's as terrible as people say it is. It's no. not like a great movie, but yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's whatever. a monster movie. Yeah. Like it's a giant monster, and then they have to shoot it with missiles, and at the end, like its eye closes, and you're like, oh, and that's <laughs> the whole movie, you know. And there's some velociraptors mm-hmm. for some reason, um, but that movie's not bad. the The thing is, I don't know that I actually want another one. I don't know what a Godzilla movie would actually offer me, because when I watch the old Godzilla movies, I watch them for the camp. I watch them for you know, Mothra or the the <laughs> very the really tiny little Japanese girl standing on the guy's shoulder, or whatever. Just weird shit happens to those. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Japanese <But> culture. <laughs> yeah, just some weird <laughs> stuff, and then a guy in a suit, and then Ray Bradbury every once in a while is in him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the American audience. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, do, does do anybody you want another American one? You know, like right. what else would you do with it? Yeah, like they like, already did the Velociraptor thingy, so that's like that yeah. was a little different. But yeah, what else would you do with this? Like Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield's kind of done it. Yeah. I don't know what... And they're going to make another, another Cloverfield. I just don't... It, it feels like one of, another one of those, you know, we have this character and we got to do something with it. Yeah, we own the rights. we got to do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to make some money with it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next thing I have is... Uh, well, let's just... No, we'll skip We'll skip to the chase. Uh, so, you guys have seen the uh, Amazing Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to see it in front of my movie. I hear you guys didn't. No, that was lame. I was pissed. I've gotten screwed twice. Yeah. I didn't see uh, the Dark Knight Rises trailer in front of Harry Potter. I still I haven't seen it. Because I saw... I mean, I saw it online, but I... Yeah. Can I talk about how weird the Tintin trailer is? Sure. <laughs> does, does it just, like, end to you? And yeah, then they say some does. weird line? And the yeah. audio of it, it seems like all the dialogue is somewhere in the background. Yeah. Like it's it's, not, yeah. I mean, I think that movie looks really weird. cool, and I'm actually excited to see it. But that trailer is kind of weird. And I still don't get the point of motion capture. I mean, you still have the actors doing it. Well, I think, um, like in this case, it's you, you want that to be an animated movie, but they also want the animation to be sort of more fluid and human looking. Um, and, um. and it's also easier than if you have teams of animators artificially animating every single, single you tell scene. tell them where the keyframes are. With the, if the computer decides where the keyframes are, you don't have to spend time figuring it out. Right. Yeah, no, I understand and that. It, I mean, but to me, they should just make a live-action movie instead of those ones, but whatever. No, I think I think because part of part of what's so 
I, I don't know because I'm in America where we, nobody knows what Tintin is, but in France, I imagine that people really love Tintin because of the art style, and so I think they wanted to keep mm-hmm. it animated. And because sense. it's a kid's, you know, uh, if, if you want it to be a kid's movie but also sort of an action-adventure, if you make it animated, it takes the edge off of the violence. So you can I have, guess, or, yeah, the, or the danger, you know, so you can have it be more of a kid's movie, like a PG kid's movie. Um, uh, and the other thing is that it's it's obviously... Uh, Peter Jackson and, and Steven Spielberg playing with because it's shot the way that Avatar was, where they render everything sort of in 3D space, and then they can go in and just really like put the camera wherever they want, as if they're standing in that room. They can move around and, mm. and change the shots and everything, so it can be shot like it's really a Steven Spielberg movie. Um, but anyway, let's go back to the Amazing Spider-Man because that's way more yeah <laughs> important. Uh, okay, but, but I was, you want to go first on Spider-Man? Ah, no, you can go ahead. It's all right. I okay, I feel like I've been talking a lot so far. But, okay, so my feeling is this. I think I think that it was a colossal misstep of them to make the trailer focus so much on the origin story. I think it's not a colossal, but still a misstep for them to have this movie be an origin story. At all of that said, I think that this is going to be better than any of the other Spider-Man movies. You're not the only person to say that. You know, the IGN who screened i read the the description of what scenes they showed at comic-con and to me i I agree 100 percent with you when i was uh when i downloaded the trailer i started watching i said really i need to i mean he everybody knows his origin yeah and from the beginning i always said like just skip it me too everybody knows who spider-man is and what his powers are and if they don't it doesn't matter just have him be in high school and dealing with stuff i agree and you know uh which was the original script yeah I mean, I don't mind because there, there's some parts in it that I liked that they were showing in the origin. I thought it was cool that they show him as a young boy being left off with his parents. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, his parents leaving him. Um, especially if that ties into the story. Yeah, especially if they tied into that his parents were thought of as traitors and were killed by the Red Skull. That'd be awesome. But Yeah, if if, if, if Hugo <laughs> Weaving appears, <laughs> spoilers, great. out of the negative zone, spoilers. <laughs> uh, anyway, go on. But, you know what I mean? So I'm watching, I'm like, oh... I think Andrew Garfield was really good in uh, Social Network. I think he I looks think really he, good. I think he looks good in this. I like that Oscorp is behind him being Spider-Man. That's actually a, a pull from the Ultimate Comics. Which they're clearly... I mean, oh, they're very upfront about, yeah. like, this is this is kind of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. and But, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they need to show that he got bit. Everybody knows he got bit by a spider. Yeah. Um... And even even if it is a movie that is even if the whole movie is him becoming Spider-Man, you know, even if some even if they made a really great movie where he doesn't become Spider-Man to the end, I think it's a it's a horrible idea for them to make the trailer introducing you to the idea of Spider-Man. Yeah, cause I, it should simply be like, hey, you guys know Spider-Man? Well, here's him fighting people. You know, yeah, well, and, and scenes of nine like, years ago is when the movie came out. You yeah, but it's still for it's still really. That's fresh. what I mean. So you don't you don't need to tell people again. And the, my actually my biggest thing I didn't like about the trailer was a video game first person perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really Which unnecessary. I, I I don't expect that's going to be. I don't think it's in the in movie, the movie um, because it doesn't not. look like finished CG. Uh, and and because uh, David Webb has talked so much. Mark Webb, I mean, has talked so much about doing um, practical web slinging. Yeah. You know, like there's every piece of footage of like here, here's something from the set of Spider-Man has just been like here's a stunt man with a rope swinging between buildings, yeah. which I don't think they did that on on the original three. Oh, I no. think yeah, it was just all CG web slinging. Um, so I would be weird if that were actually in the movie. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't have a 
I mean, I yeah, the biggest I think misstep is uh, hopefully the origin is wrapped up quick and it's not yeah too uh, long. Or, but, but if it's not, I mean, because my feeling is sort of like I, any new sub- Spider-Man movie, as long as it's a good movie, I don't care. Like if yeah. you're gonna retell the origin, fine. Especially if it sets up for future movies that are good. The two things that I want out of this movie are because I've sort of recently I have found that I, I'm starting to think that maybe the Peter Parker in the original three movies is not my Peter Parker. And I never wanted to admit that before, but I think I'd, I want to admit that now. Because the two things I want is I want uh, I want Peter Parker to be the sort of fun, yeah. laughable sort of character that he's always been that I don't think he really is in the first three. Um, and I want the relationship with him and, and um, Gwen Stacy to be... Like, that's what the, the next trailer should just be him and Gwen Stacy and their chemistry, which is apparently amazing. Um, yeah, you know, that's what I hope for, too. My whole... What I've always wanted was, I think, the sec... Because, the, obviously, they're writing a trilogy because they've already said they are. Yeah. What I've always wanted... I still think the most compelling Spider-Man story of all time is the night Gwen Stacy died. Yeah. Because it's... I mean, and it, the consequences of him being Spider-Man directly lead to her death. Yeah. And so you could... I mean, now that Oscorp, I know, is in the movie... You could easily have some cameo from some big actor who's going to be Norman Osborn. He doesn't even have to be a big actor. Just a good actor being Norman Osborn. Makes an appearance. The second movie, you know, have him turn into the Green Goblin. He doesn't need to be the Green Goblin. And then the third movie, have him kill Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Because I think that's the emotional impact that uh, it didn't have. I, I, I still loved it. I'm not – I love the original trilogy more – it's some my one of my favorite. I I ever. still like it too. I'm not, and I'm not. But you know, I, I agree. I think they they have an opportunity here now to tell the story. I think that's not only the most cinematic, but I think it has the biggest impact on his life. If I if it were me, I would arc it differently, and I would probably have I would probably not have it be Green Goblin that kills him, which is I know, you know, but sacrilegious. I know, but I I'm I'm looking at that as doing if you did one movie that was an origin, and then you, the next movie you redid the first movie, like. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, then you're really rehashing stuff we've seen again. Uh, but I would kill her in the second movie and make it make it your your empire of the three. Kill her at yeah. the end of the second movie, and then he has to. Figure see, I think out. it could work too if you make the Green Goblin in the second movie. I mean, a lot of people, even though I mean it was a longer time between the Joker, people yeah. were worried that you know, you, oh, you've already seen the Joker in a Batman yeah. movie. But I mean, I think you can do it. I I like the Green Goblin in the Spider-Man movies, but I still think. Uh, because I, I like that he played his, the two personalities, which he does. Yeah. I mean, he struggles with it in the comic books. Norman Osborn's big downfall is he's a psychopath. He can't yeah. he can't control who he is. And um, in the early issues, but they actually actually if you have you ever read Spider Man Blue, yeah, I love that Norman Osborn just was kidding. Yeah, like he's he in Spider Man Norman Osborn gets knocked out. And he tells Spider-Man, oh, I can't remember who I am. What am I doing here? And in Spider-Man Blue, they went back and said, oh, he knew exactly what he was doing. And he paid all these villains to go get uh, Spider-Man. So I kind of like that, that he's, I mean, he's just a psycho. Yeah. And I like that angle. And I think they could make the costume cooler. I, I think the costume is, you know, it's, it's fine. Okay. It looks like Spider-Man. No, I mean, it's not, got the, not, not the Green Goblin. Oh, the Green Goblin costume. No, oh, okay. I think Spider-Man costume's fine. Yeah. Um... And I'm not saying, like, they shouldn't do the Green Goblin because I, if they did that and they did it really well and it were successful, that it'd, it'd be a dream. Like, yeah. that would be amazing. 
I'm I'm more afraid of like they're because of what they're doing as far as rebooting it. I'm afraid that people aren't going to show up. Yeah. Um, especially considering that, like, I guess generally people don't like the first Spider-Man movie, or at least That's at weird. the time, like it wasn't people didn't really love it that much. But a- anyway, it didn't make four hundred million dollars. It did. I guess, but I, but I, I mean, more critically, you know. I, no, actually, I think the and the Green I, Goblin, especially because the, people always talk about the Green Goblin sort of looking like a Power Ranger. The mm-hmm. least critically acclaimed Spider-Man is number three. Obviously, I think uh, on Ryan's and deservedly, movie. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's. I have high hopes. I mean, I love yeah. Spider-Man, so I don't. I'll be there. I'll right. see it probably four times opening like, week. Like I said, if if it's a good movie. About Spider-Man, fine. You know, I don't care what they do as long as they keep telling stories about Spider-Man. I don't want them to make a, a misstep that yeah. then suddenly. Well, I don't think. Actually, I mean, worst case scenario, Sony loses the rights and Marvel starts making Superman movies or Spider-Man movies, and that'd be great. But I think, uh, but I, I think they might not spend too much time on the origin because I was reading that they showed a a scene with a lizard at yeah. Comic Con. Well, yeah, I mean, and so, that's the other thing is that they're obviously doing the lizard. And that he's um, in the sewer is pretty cool. That kind of harkens back yeah. to his old days. That's yeah. kind of cool. Um, th- I think the fact that they're doing the lizard and that in some versions of the lizard, he is very tied in with the Spider-Man origin. Oh, yeah. So it may be that m- my expectation is that as they as they move forward, they started putting more and more of the origin into the movie until at one point they were like, we just have to put the origin in. Because at a certain point, you're telling when you're telling the origin story of Spider-Man, you're also kind of telling the origin of Lizard, and yeah, I think what they did is they tweaked the uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man um, origin because in Ultimate Spider-Man origin, Doctor Octopus is actually born out of the same accident that gives Spider-Man his powers. Oh yeah. So I think the reason they didn't do Octopus obviously is because he was I mean, so recent, right? And, and the most probably the most iconic of the first three. Yeah, and so yeah, you know. So we'll see. That's... The thing that worries me the most is Uncle Ben. Yeah, if they don't kill Uncle don't... Ben, I'll be really upset. But I don't. That's that's the one thing about the origin I don't want to see again. Especially because I feel like the guy that got to play Uncle Ben in the first one is so good. Yeah. Like that. That really is the Joker part to me, where <laughs> I feel like, no, you already did Uncle Ben so perfectly. You can't recast Uncle Ben. Um, but I mean, obviously he's in the movie, so they're gonna do it, and they have. I feel like they have to kill him. Well, there I was reading that they he might not die in it, but I mean, if they don't kill Uncle Ben. That's the whole reason Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. Is because he Unless they kill Gwen Stacy in the movie and make that the reason that he really becomes a hero. But I can't see them doing that. No, I don't. Because, you know, the two the two biggest events in Spider-Man's life are the death of Gwen Stacy and the Gwen- death of Uncle Ben. Yeah. So I, I, I could see him doing it, but... Yeah, so, yeah, that's... I mean, that's my goal. I hope... I really do hope the Green Goblin comes back, and I hope they make him more like a gargoyle kind of... Goblin. Yeah, he should be a CG faced go- yeah. goblin. And like he, because I think the new design of the goblin, not the uh, old one where he's wearing like green tights and like a purple jumpsuit or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, like the cape. But his new one where cloak. he kind of has uh, chainmail and he wears armor and he looks more like a gargoyle. I think would actually look really cool on screen. Yeah. So yeah, that's my hope. And I, I mean, I have, I mean, the people who are making the movie are good, so I'm not really that worried. If the movie will turn out bad, yeah, I still think Spider-Man Three is not a bad movie, but you know, it's. I'll still enjoy it. I like Spider-Man. Yeah, Brad, what do you think? You don't say anything. You sit there and look like you're asleep. I, you guys covered it. I mean, uh, other than the, uh, like, my big gripe is the last what 15 seconds of that trailer, or it's it looks like yeah. a video game intro. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, ooh, that's they need. Obviously, it's a year away. Yeah, year away, so they got time to make it look better. But 
Yeah, I don't think that will be in the movie, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think that's just like, oh, cool, you're running up a building of Spider-Man. <laughs> Is it like the... Unless it were like the the last scene in the movie. You know, unless if it were like the scene at the end of Spider-Man 1 where he's, he's you know, he's swinging through the buildings and he lands on the... That's actually he one of my most the... favorite shots of any of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Is where he jumps on and the American flag is waving. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really... I mean, in that one, it's a really cool because the CG is good. And so if it were like that where it were him doing a, a different monologue at the end and then he lands on the building and that's the last shot of the movie, maybe then they would do it. But then... Because then it's out of the story. It doesn't really affect anything. It's just like a... You want to see some cool Spider-Man moving? Um, <laughs> but the way it is now, it's not good. Anyway, so of me or away, yeah. So and there's plenty of time. Yeah, lots of time. Did you? Did we talk about the Dark Knight Rises trailer last week? Briefly, uh, I think we talked about. The I don't think we did on. I don't think did we, we talked about how we didn't get to talked, see it, or did we? We talk talked about, about how we didn't get to see it, but then I don't think we actually talked about it. So yeah, it wasn't. I, you're the sorry, James. No, go ahead. You. You're the big Batman fan, Brad. What did you think of the Batman Rises? The Dark Knight the, Rises. I thought the trailer itself was kind of sloppy. Because it borrows from the previous movies, and, yeah. and then the uh, the two, I guess, on screen text slogans are very generic to a lot of heroic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, not very original, but once it like after the halfway point where it actually starts to show you new stuff like Bane and um, I think like the push ups and everything. It might be from Batman Begins, but it might be from the new movie and the no, crawling I think, out I think of it's the new, yeah. crawling out of that like whatever tunnel. Um, some people say it's Bane, but he, the guy it might be Batman because it doesn't look like someone big enough to be Bane. Uh, well, they, I don't think they're bu- pumping up Bane like he's a big rubber man like they did. He's not roided out, but I mean, he still yeah. looks really slender compared to like yeah. that last shot in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and he's dressed all in black. So, what do you I, th- I think it'd just be Bruce Wayne. What do you think the? Do you think Bane is going to be the main villain in that? I don't know. I, I, there's something not right with it. I mean, not like bad, yeah. but there's something they're not saying, and there's something big gonna happen in it. To, in my point of yeah. view, I don't. Well, I, I guess uh, some asshole leaked a major spoiler that I have ignored. Don't tell me. But I think I know what it is, and uh, it's obvious. <laughs> so, I don't know. If you think about it, it's really obvious. But Bane, you kind of don't want to know. Breaks that. Batman's back and kills him. No, no, it's it's a villain that <laughs> no. is un, unannounced, unannounced yet. Is it Ra's al Ghul comes back? Because I've been saying that's yeah. why I think it I've is. I've been saying that since the first movie. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's a waste to have Ra's al Ghul in the first movie and not have him be Ra's al Ghul. Because um, the deal with Ra's al yeah, you know a Lazarus yeah. pit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he always comes back from the dead. Yeah, that's been absolutely of them making a Lazarus pit. Which and as soon as they cast, um, as soon as they cast someone to play his daughter. That's when I was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Goes And there's talk back. about how they want to like, encapsulate great. the series. Yeah. It's like they got to bring something back from the original. Right. From the Batman Begins so to tie it Scarecrow. together. So. I think Scarecrow, Scarecrow will be, will be to show there. up again as another yeah. like, bit part. Because Scarecrow's yeah. been in both of them. Yeah. I always thought that'd be an awesome thing in any superhero movie to have him fight a villain, especially if it's a not the origin. Have him fight like some wasted villain at the beginning, you know? Yeah. You know? I, it's we, and that was the thing that happened in every every comic ever. All, or especially a lot of the episodes of, of the cartoon shows it always starts with like yeah. he beats up some guy and then discovers a, a new plot that has nothing to do with that villain and I don't know why it's never happened but I also think like the Venom is going to be based on the Scarecrow's yeah. um, toxins and Probably. I also think that maybe Ra's al Ghul hired like got Bane to get like break out of prison and like wreak havoc and stuff so I think he's going to be tied into yeah. a plan by Ra's al Ghul to destroy Gotham and stuff yeah, even I if s- it's just by Talia al Ghul and they don't know that 
or maybe she's walking around under it the mantle be. of Ra's al Ghul because the Ra's al Ghul is just a mantle. I mean, technically, uh, Liam Neeson was Henry Ducard, but the Ra's al Ghul name just kind of travels with whoever's running. Yeah. That oh, group. is that how they did it? I didn't know that. That's what I think they were doing with oh. that story. Hmm. But yeah, there's a there's two shots in the trailer I liked. I liked the uh, the city one where like the buildings were falling and crumbling. And then I like the very last shot where Batman walks up and kind of like shakes off like a punch. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, but it, I I agree with you that it feels a little messy. It feels like they oh we uh, need to make a I mean, trailer. They're, yeah, they're filming it right now, yeah. and it doesn't feel like the Dark Knight trailer that was you know that that teaser trailer was amazing. Yeah. You know, just well, just dialogue and yeah. yeah. So it was it was I don't know. Um, but this one, it felt like somebody said like we should get a dark we should get this in front of Harry Potter so that everyone sees it. Of course, right. then we went and saw Harry Potter and we didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if, if it feels kind of rushed. It feels like they said, okay, here, we got a couple clips you can use. That don't then, go together. Even no. though trailers don't, don't form a story. No. It's just like, we don't know what to put these short little things But you actually said with. something I thought was interesting that maybe in this version, Bane breaks uh, Commissioner Gordon's back and that mm. triggers Batman to come back. That would yeah. explain why he's in the yeah. hospital. I'm thinking there's like a Blackgate breakout and Gordon, like Batman's gone, and then Gordon has to deal with it. And then during the breakout, Bane breaks Gordon's back. Yeah, I think that's that interesting. And I Batman think that's in. too. I think Catwoman picks up for Batman because Batman's not around. I think Catwoman kind of becomes the vigilante of that. Was, that was always my take is she'll yeah. be the vigilante of Gotham. Mm. That would be cool. They said uh, she, based on her costume, she's going to be more like a not like a sexy thief, but more of an efficient thief, like mm-hmm. who's hired by people to commit burglaries so i don't know if she's gonna be like help batman but so I think you're saying gonna... that the the zipper on the front of her shirt will be zipped all the way up <laughs> oh, no i just think she'll be she'll have a costume more like batman's thing. oh because if she's not pouring Say, out of like... her costume i don't think it's even catwoman <laughs> i mean she may have the zipper I've seen down, plenty of but covers. the rest of it's gonna be very armored and and, yeah. what, and what i'm hearing from this is like all christopher nolan movies nobody really knows what's going on in them. yeah <laughs> yeah and then we'll see it and it'll be amazing yep i mean because at this point does this movie have a like the other two have been had like fake production names. I haven't heard one for this one. Uh, yeah. Because like the last one was Rory's first kiss, and then what was the first one? Batman Begins had like inti- oh the Intimidation Game. Oh. They have like maybe so that people don't. At this point, they probably can't hide it very well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they used to do that for Friday the Thirteenth because one Friday Thirteenth had such big backlash that if people found out that they were filming them in their town, that they'd uh, protest. So they would be. Um, I think for part seven it's called Risen, and then they're just weird names that you would huh. never even guess for them, because you know that means bad, <laughs> boobs and violence. I love yeah. them. Can't wait for Spartacus. So I've just got two more little things. Cool, Go ahead. and we'll be done with this oh, news. God. It's gone on for too long. I know. No, I was kidding. Uh, the first thing is Ridley Scott in a panel for Prometheus, uh, which he wasn't actually at. He he talked live via chat. live chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said because they are filming Prometheus in 3D, which I kind of like the idea of. Um, Ridley Scott used to be my favorite director. I say used to just because I started liking you. more directors. No, he never. No, he never hurt <laughs> me in any way. I, I, he didn't start becoming a worse director. I just uh, my taste sort of changed. Um, but he still is one of my favorites. Obviously, um, he said that he will probably never work on a movie without 3d again which hmm. that's the first time i've heard somebody i really respect 
come off of 3D and and say that they really loved it. Um, I don't know. I think he's just trying to sell Prometheus. You think? Yeah, I think it's. And plus, it might just be a thing of. <laughs> it may also be a, a symptom of just you know I'm working on this now. It's really cool. You know, once it's over, give him some time. I don't know if he'll be like. Yeah. He'll stick to his guns on that. Ryan, have you seen interviews of Damon Lindelof talking about it? No. What Prometheus is. So the way he describes it is because um, originally it started as the Alien prequel. Yeah. And and it was very much sort of in line to be, you know, set up the original Alien movies. And Damon Lindelof came on and he says, you know, the first script was really good and he's kept a lot of stuff from it. But as they came up with new ideas and stuff, um, basically his pitch was that he feels like any prequel movie, the sequel to that prequel movie shouldn't be the movie that it's a prequel to, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like it should be sort of in that world and maybe setting up something uh, that that is related to that mm-hmm. but if if the end of the prequel is the beginning of the next movie then the prequel you know where it's going to go you know where yeah. where everything has to end um so the way it looks now is that there is not an alien in the movie or mm-hmm. or at least not the form of the xenomorph that we know um and then uh, I think that's cool but, because like why the title's just alien and they're, they're xenomorphs. Why does the movie have to always be about a xenomorph? So I think oh it's yeah, cool that for sure. They're deviating yeah. from that. But of course, they're changing the kind of title and everything. And so, yeah. so like the truth is, it should be looked at as uh, a movie that is not an alien movie, but is in the same vein. Universe, it's Ridley Scott yeah. returning to sci-fi and is in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Damon Lindelof even said it may not even be in the same universe. Oh. Like that's how. But, but like you're gonna yeah, you're gonna see that it's gonna f- the, like tonally, it's gonna feel like. It, they're they're related. That's cool because you know I yeah. like Alien a lot. That's my yeah. favorite of the Alien series. It, mine too. Uh, and and he also called he called the title like the most pretentious title that they could think of because <laughs> they didn't want to call it an Alien movie. So so probably the monster will not be called Prometheus, and probably <laughs> the movie will end. And you'll be like, what was what did Prometheus have to do with it? Like you know, um, Prometheus is like a Greek character, right? He's the guy who brings fire to humans. He steals fire from the gods and brings it to to the humans interesting yeah <laughs> which is a very pretentious thing to call anything uh and the other thing is the uh are you guys big lord of the rings fans i like the You're, movies the books yeah. are okay yeah yeah i mean i mean as the i movies. don't hate it but i'm not like yeah no i think the movies are really well made yeah, yeah. i do because the uh the video blogs for the hobbit have started nice. well the, like the third one is that's out why now. i love peter jackson They're, when i because i love king kong like i love the yeah. original oh man and then the new one was really good and i love that i could go on his website and i could always click and he'd have every day he'd have something new say hey yeah we're building this building out of styrofoam over here right so if you want to know about yeah. stuff before the movie you know because there have been a couple things in the video blog that are sort of spoilery like you know, if you've read The Hobbit, there's a, a chapter called Riddles in the Dark, and you know what happens in that chapter. And I've basically seen, like, footage of them filming that scene with Andy Serkis in, you know, now I've spoiled for you what is in that chapter, but Andy Serkis is in, like, a little dotted up suit so that he can be his CG character. Um, so it's a little spoilery to watch this stuff, but for the most part, it's just fun to see you know to see like the guys all dressed up as dwarves having yeah. fun and singing their songs and stuff it's it's really good and anybody who's you know, a fan should check I know it's why I like Peter Jackson too because he embraces the yeah. DVD and Blu-ray stuff oh yeah where man. He, those, those I mean, extended editions his extended edition of King Kong his extended edition of Lord of the Rings trilogy are amazing yeah because I mean if you really want to know the process of making a movie you need to watch his stuff like he makes good movies but if you are a if you're a film fan 
they're they're just a little bit better. Yeah. Not and not even just because of the the extra stuff. Like one of the I I got real chills when I saw King Kong in theaters and they uh we and it sounds stupid, but um the when he fights the T Rex and he used the exact same shot structure yeah. for when he kills the T Rex and in the exact same way, which almost feels dirty. Like it almost feels like you know, oh well, yeah. Now you're just filming the same movie, but in CG. But it was so cool. Yeah. Like yeah. as soon as it started, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is the same like animation and everything. Like it's it is King Kong, but new." Um, yeah. It anyway. So the the video blogs are out, and they're really cool. Absolutely, I love that stuff. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So now that we were done with the news, uh, so if we didn't. I think it'd be a big news week, but we talked a while about the news. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, we're gonna do what you're, what we've been watching. Too, yeah, right? okay. Cool. And so this week I have watched Winnie the Pooh, and I have to say that there is something charming and really awesome about seeing hand drawn stuff again. Yeah, and I mean, the artistry of the animators now is so amazing that they can take simple Winnie the Pooh, easily just lines and circles and make it so I don't, I don't know how to describe it but like, there's parts where his his stomach is like growling because he wants honey so bad and it like leads him all over the forest and it's just like really um paced well and the the direction of it and the character movements and the acting of the character in it it's just awesome and i and the movie was really good and there's really no plot i mean the plot mm. is eeyore wakes up without his tail and winnie the pooh wants honey yeah. and so they go searching for both of them <laughs> and that's the whole plot. And along the way, they think Christopher Robin is abducted by a Baxin, which is some monster that the owl makes up. But he misread it. It says, Christopher Robin wrote it, it says, I'll be back soon. And they didn't know that. It, <laughs> and so it's ah. Baxin. And so it's like, it's it's a really cute movie. And they have funny little songs. And uh, they even had a cool hand-drawn animation one before called The Ballad of Na- Nessie, which is about the Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. And it was drawn and all the um in the, all the characters had tartan basically where it was plaid and uh colors of scotland and it was just a really cool little eight minute short and cool and i really enjoyed it and my favorite part actually in the whole winnie the pooh movie is they're trying to capture the backs and the only way you can capture them is by leaving a bunch of toys around and they dig dug out a hole with a honey jar on the top that didn't have any honey in it but they wanted to get the Baxin in there, but Winnie the Pooh is so blinded by that he wants honey that he sees the trap that they set for the Baxin and he walks over and he gets the honey and he falls in and then they all go looking for him and then they all fall in, including the owl. And then Piglet has to get him out. And so the owl flies up and gives him this, hey, you can go do it. Don't be afraid of that forest. And he flies back down and says, <laughs> oh, I hope he comes back soon. And, uh, and uh, was it Winnie the Pooh or Tigger? I forget which. Oh, no, his rabbit said. Owl, do you realize you just gave the best speech I've ever heard? And just because they could easily just yeah. latch on and fly out, and and right. they did a really cute thing with the the book actually being in there and using letters from the book and the story from the book integrated into the movie. Hmm. So it was really it was cute. The important, the important question is: Did your nieces and nephews like? Oh yeah, good. Very yeah, good. they. Uh, my little niece Kendall is almost two, Aww. and she loves Winnie the Pooh. And she so articulate for being not even two. She was sitting on my lap and they showed a trailer for, I think it was Spy Kids or whatever it was before it. And she looked at me and said, Rai Rai, 
I thought we were watching Winnie the Pooh when she crossed her arms. And I said, Kendall, it's soon. And she says, okay, right, right, as long as we're seeing Winnie the Pooh. And keep in mind, she's not even two yet, and she said that yeah. verbatim. Right, yeah. And That's yeah, so funny. that was cute. My favorite thing she's ever said, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we are at my little nephew's party, and my brother Nathan is a construction worker. He drives trucks, and he works on roads. So he came to his party, like, super dirty. And he came, I was holding my little niece, Kendall, and my brother Nathan said, Kendall, can I hold you? And she put out her hand and said, Uncle Nathan, you need to take a shower before you can hold me. Because he was so <laughs> dirty. And it's so cute because she's so little. And my brother's a big guy. Yeah. And his daughter is the cutest, littlest girl in the world. And so it's just, so it's fun to see it with them, too, because they really liked it. Right. And, but yeah, nice. I think everybody should see Winnie the Pooh because it's a really cute movie. And it's kind of the movie that... I miss seeing every once in a while because there's no, I mean, there's no violence in it. There's no, yeah. I mean, it's just a story about to pop culture. Yeah. No reference to pop culture. Yeah. It's just a story. Yeah, I mean, they have songs, but you know, it's not like, you know, not I'm, a, be- I'm a believer from yeah. Shrek. It's actual right. songs written for the movie. Yeah. And so it's just really nicely animated and it's cute. And I miss things like that. Cool. Very cool. So that's what I saw this week was Winnie the Pooh. Brad, what'd you see? I saw two things uh, while I was cutting the podcast. I love ass. Yeah, parts three and four. (laughs) Dick. Have you seen parts Um, one and two? (laughs) Because I tell you what, they are shitty. (laughs) Ah, going to hell. Anyway, Uh, anyway, no, seriously, uh, I was cutting the podcast and I rented uh, the Godfather Part Two to check the Blu-ray quality. So I popped it in and then. halfway through i started to get sucked over to actually watching it yeah scene for scene and yeah the movie's still great like i've i've still never seen two. Oh, really i yeah i mean it's a it's not a movie i love but it's it's a, it's a good movie like right. it sucked me away from what i was doing <laughs> yeah so um yeah i watched that again and um yeah the blu-ray looks good so you're saying when you're watching it the movie made an offer you couldn't refuse because <laughs> uh, that's from the first movie write that down in my joke book uh, <laughs> that means uh, it means um, that you have a book of jokes that yeah. would not work in any other situation than the one you first used them in <laughs> anyway anyway and then Friday night I went to uh, see Trigun Bad Lads, Badlands Rumble which is a is it the anime yeah yeah it's a movie for the anime Trigun which I haven't seen since like 2001 2002 and it was cool getting back into that little universe but at the same time the movie, it's, movie itself felt like just an extra long episode like there's yeah. not any, any really new animation like Evangelion has or uh, Bebop you know, the story's not that epic but oh, okay. um, it's just it's cool to revisit the universe and you know the little self-contained like there's one revenge story going on and there's also an, like a statement on resources and, the, and um like the villain his main motivation is he likes to be a robber and if you get in the way of him just robbing things like he's not even out to make a profit off of what he does he just likes stealing so and then meanwhile uh vash stampede is just being goofy throughout the whole time and inadvertently well making it look like he's inadvertently stopping things but he's actually calculate very calculatedly saving the day so Is, is the robber voiced by winona Ryder? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that reference is to. Oh, because she steals things. Oh, right. Uh, no. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's wow. a joke from six years ago. Thank you. God, you guys are <laughs> Sorry, Winona Ryder's on my mind. <laughs> Can't refuse Winona Ryder jokes. Get current, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dick! Penis! <laughs> shit! 
because everything's a dick joke now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm out. Dick joke, uh, you make it. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> James, what are you even Well, watching? the reason why Renault Writer is on my mind is because last week after the podcast, I borrowed Ryan's copy of Alien 4, starring, uh, well, other people, but also Winona Ryder. Uh, and the reason was because I hadn't seen it, I hadn't seen it all the way through uncut in a long time, and certainly not since I became a Joss Whedon fan and read, like, heard the story of that movie and read parts of the script and found out that, like, that movie could have been really cool. Uh, so I wanted to see it again to see, like, okay, how do I actually feel about this movie and what parts of it are good and what parts need help? Um, and it was interesting because when it started, like the first 20 minutes or half an hour, I was like, okay, yeah, like this isn't as bad as I remember. This is pretty, this is pretty cool. And then the alien comes in, like the aliens get free and then stuff starts happening. And then that movie just sort of falls apart after that. I agree. Um, like, you know, and, and the really fun part was that Ryan also gave me the, like the special features that have some documentaries on there. And I watched the one called, uh, a French twist, which is a little featurette about them getting the director and what he brought and his art department and all of that. And there's one little snippet of interview in there with Joss Whedon. <laughs> um, and it was fascinating because it, it was obvious that like you could watch these guys who were producers and stuff who were talking the talk. They They were talking like this was all really good stuff, but everything they were saying made it clear that the movie was just sort of falling apart every <laughs> step of the way. Yeah. Um, because at a certain point, like, there's even a part where, and, and I also, as I was watching the movie, I found myself going to the script and saying, like, how was this better in the script? And I honestly, every little change that they, that every time that I, I would go and do that, every little change made the movie worse. Uh, the, the, the one that is the most obvious is the scene the underwater scene which ends with the the sort of alien the trap that the aliens set um which is well lit so the aliens aren't really like there's no darkness under that water so it's not really scary you see the aliens really clearly and they sort of swim like sharks and they swim too slowly and they're it's just not there's no tension in that scene but the the little nuance there is that in the script uh you you know you've got Ripley who is the star you know she's maybe the the coolest female action star ever uh and she pops up through she finally gets through this like this net that the aliens have set and in the script there's a it, he lays out the shot as if he were directing it of you see her face break through the water and immediately a face hugger just grabs her and she starts drowning you know so there's no you you don't let anybody breathe you don't set that up it's just immediately scare the crap out of the audience uh and in that movie you there's a long pullback shot you see the eggs you know what's going to happen and then when when ripley does get one on her face it's not like a sudden scary thing it like happens in the background and then she sort of struggles it off and it's nothing and the whole movie feels like that mm-hmm. where it just feels like they got the completely wrong director who didn't real, really know what they, he was doing to, to take a script that that could have been really cool like Winona Ryder's character is supposed to be Buffy basically like that character is supposed to be a badass chick who is you know has a reason for being there and adds things along the way but she's supposed to be really tough and instead they got short-haired Winona Ryder who's just sort of this weakling that has to be taken care of and mm. I don't know and the monster is well, nowhere she's not near in there cool. to be like a Ripley style character she's in there to fulfill that 
I don't know why they feel like they need to have a android in there every time, like as a surprise. Yeah, because the first one had it. Well, but like, it, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so. I mean, she serves a purpose plot-wise as far as getting to the, them to the ship and killing the bad guy and stuff like that, but. Um, it, I feel like she's in there just because, you know, oh, wasn't it cool in the first one? Because that's, like, one of the most surprising yeah. things about the first one is, even though I hadn't seen it um, right. up until, like, two years ago, I never heard about it. Like, you always hear about the alien. Yeah, you know about the alien, but you don't know about Ian Holm. Yeah, you don't know about Ian Holm. So I feel like they try to emulate that with each one. It's like, is it necessary? Like, Well, I mean, the there's one in part of the Bishop movie. in 2, like, they introduce him as an android. Um, so I think he was... If the movie were done well, I think they could have pulled it off as, like... You didn't know she was an android. Because, you know, there's no android in 3. Um, so, or if there is, I don't remember it. I don't think there is. Yeah, I can't remember either. Um, I tried to forget 3. Yeah. But um, 3 is not as bad as 4. I really, really? don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think 3 is a good movie with some bad CG. Um, I think yeah, the biggest the problem with 3 is that if you're a big fan of 2, it starts with Newt and Bishop dead. So you're like, remember what well, you liked about the last one? Yeah, Fuck that. remember the point of Aliens? Well, <laughs> that's over. But I mean, it's also a movie that kills Ripley by the end, so everybody's gonna die anyway. Is a um, is David Fincher British? I think no, so. no, he's American. He's American. I think so uh, my theory about uh, the director they got for the fourth one was, you know, uh, they were just going with different countries for every. Ridley Scott did the first one, and everyone thinks the first one's awesome. So yeah. let's get another. European director oh. to make the fourth one, and unfortunately, they got a director who's used to doing like colorful whimsy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what really so. didn't make sense about it. And then, like, he brought on his his art department, who like his main art designer wanted to make the movie look like it was Jules Verne. And I'm going, nobody wants no. Like yeah. this is this is one of the strongest art um, movies. You know, it's it's all sort of based on H. R. Geiger. So why would you? Uh, I want to make it bold and it was really yeah. it was fr- it's frustrating and, and you know end, one day when I'm I'm big and famous and I get to have lunch with Joss Whedon that that there will be a whole hour where we talk about like dude how much did that suck and he'd be like yeah I know right yeah well, it was like was... Firefly canceled and then Alien Resurrection because he tried to have his name taken off of it Firefly yeah, he was did. before Alien Resurrection no I mean in oh. his list of like shitty things that have happened in his life because oh. <laughs> there have been too many of them like yeah i've read interviews he had a tough time when he started out well i mean he had success with toy story i yeah. see he won an academy award for it but like uh you know buffy the vampire slayer the movie the script is way different right have you i should read the uh comic i i've been looking for it it's hard to get hold of oh if you want to borrow it i have him oh dude uh and so that was kind of cool reading that because it's way different and then he had problems with that right and then he went on and made buffy and he elevated himself yeah. to the avengers right yeah, <laughs> which we'll talk about. Soon. Hey, guess what? Wait, What's up? No, I, there. Sorry, oh, there is one more thing because I also last night I got a chance to go see Friends with Benefits. Is it good? Um, why? Uh, why? <laughs> uh, well, it's because the the people I was gonna go see Captain America with turned out they had already seen it, and then so we were like, well, we'll go see something else. And it's Friends with Benefits, Captain America, and Harry Potter is what's in the theater. Like the theater I went to, there was a whole a section times. that was just all Harry Potter. So. Uh, so we went to Friends with Benefits, and it was, uh, I believe, I called it a a really great movie trying really hard to be a bad movie, hmm. um, because the the main two characters, the main two leads, are really good. There's a whole subplot with Richard Jenkins who plays uh, Justin's really like, dad. Jenkins. It's a it's great. Like he he plays this guy who's 
getting older, he has Alzheimer's, and and Justin Timberlake's character can't really deal with it. And this is a little spoiler, but not too much. Because I, <laughs> I don't care. I'm never going to see yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if you're acting like you're not going to see it anyway, then. But I'm not going to spoil what happens. But but the way that Justin Timberlake's character isn't able to deal with the fact that his dad is losing his memory um, is really cool. And the kind of thing I didn't expect from what I thought was going to be just sort of a raunchy comedy, which isn't even that raunchy. Like, it's sort of a romantic comedy where they say the F word and talk about sex. But that's not, hmm. you know. Uh, the problems are that it's not, there's not enough jacks, jokes per minute. Like, there are some really funny moments, but there's a lot of just sort of downtime. It's not paced very well, but most importantly, I think it's shot like crap. Um, <laughs> there's a whole scene at the beginning where Mia Kunis is trying to convince Justin Timberlake that he should enjoy uh, New York. And the problem is, not only does it is it not a particularly well sort of written little scene, um, but it's shot, I believe it's shot on film, and, the, and film doesn't pick up night, especially like night streets and night lights very well or maybe it's digital whichever way i was gonna say digital is it digital that doesn't okay so then it's shot digitally which doesn't it everything looks really grainy and crappy and nothing looks good um and i I, anyway but the other thing is i've never noticed this before in any movie so i don't think this i think this is this movie uh i was constantly distracted by people's heads getting cut off the the top of the frame was always going through like the, really? the tops of people's heads like like their hair you know not like you were missing face but it was just poorly framed at a certain point I, th- I think I started to suspect that it was just that he was framing it and then he would just like move the camera down to make sure that he could get Mia Kunis's cleavage in the shot and then that's where he would leave the camera but it wasn't pulled back far enough that you got all of people's heads so it was just horribly framed shots did you check um, the did you actually check the edge of the actual screen at the theater? Because I've been in dozens of movies where the projectionist doesn't set it up right, so it's projecting above... It would have to really... Like, I, I notice that every now and then where it's projecting on the curtains a little or it's projecting above a little. Yeah. But this was like... It, it It would have to be like they were they were projecting a regular 16 by 9 on CinemaScope. You know? Mm. Like, it would have to really be messed up. Hmm. Um it was anyway it's i would say rent it gotcha. it's a fun rent you know because there's some really good moments in it and the richard jenkins part is amazing so anyway that's all emma stone's in that right yeah what does she do weirdly uh she really likes john mayer she's really funny but she plays like justin timberlake's ex-girlfriend who breaks up with him uh in a really funny scene with where she really wants to go see john mayer but breaks up with him first and he, he thanks her for breaking up with him before they had to go. Wait, see like John Mayer, she's, the musician? Or yeah, like he's not John in the Mayer's movie. Playing a character. John Mayer's not in the movie. There is a there is a celebrity cameo, but I won't spoil it because it's really good. Um, John Mayer's not in the movie, but Emma Stone's just mad at him because uh, he he's late and they missed My Body Is a Wonderland, which I get. I can't imagine that John Mayer opens with My Body Is a Wonderland. I really <laughs> can't. Uh, but let's say that he does, and so she broke. She breaks up with him for that. Um, hey, door open really for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, professional I, character. She's really yeah, she's annoying in the movie. Like she's not her character is annoying. You wouldn't want to date her. Yeah. I know she's just don't. acting. Yeah, she's only pretending <laughs> to like good. John Mayer. It's all right. Uh, you'll probably fall in love with her big time as Gwen Stacy. She looks so cute oh, in that getup. Oh. She looks exactly like Gwen Stacy. She does. I it creeps me out. <laughs> love it. Hey, guess what? We'll be back. 
Hey, wow, cool! My new Netflix DVD just came in today. But what's this? A bill? <laughs> oh, mine too! Brad, does your bill have a 60% upcharge on it? Oh my god, I'm streaming and renting DVDs and Blu-rays. I'm gonna... Stupid. You're so poor. Stupid. You're stupid. Why am I stupid, James? You're just so stupid. Why would you get both of those? You should just drop Netflix entirely. But what am I gonna do for entertainment, James? Die. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you guys later. I gotta go hang myself. <laughs> Netflix! Someone better no. say I have an alternate choice before I do this. You now can stream and rent DVDs from Netflix for the low price of $14.99 a month. I wish it were only $14.99 oh, a what, month. How much is it? $16? It's oh. 16 Okay, oh. we should clear this up. Let's say you just want to stream. How much is it? 10 bucks. No, it's $7.99. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just rent DVDs, it's $9.99. And then for $3 extra, you can get Blu-rays, which means to get it all together, it's like $16 or $17.99. Are there any alternatives, or are we stuck with the? Well, you can of go. Netflix? You could go to Blockbuster, or you could go to Redbox. I mean, now Blockbuster won't let you use your computer. <laughs> you can't stream through they Blockbuster. Don't believe in computers. But you can still you get can. discs and go to the store and trade them out. Blockbuster's got streaming for ten bucks a month. Just you don't want it. You don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like anti-commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix, get it! Hey guys, what do you know about Google? Or it's super dope. Hulu Plus, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I, I honestly stopped using Hulu altogether. Anyways, this is not a commercial at all. Yeah. I stopped. Yeah, I did. I did. So yeah, so Netflix only sixteen ninety nine a month. Get it today. Welcome back, Captain America trailer. Start now. five different cities. I can offer you a chance. He will be the first in a new breed of super soldiers. Why me? Because the weak men lose the value of strength, lose the value of power. That wasn't so bad. That was penicillin. We are going to win this war because we have the best men. Now, Mr. Stark. They will personally escort Adolf Hitler to the gates of hell.
What do you think? I think it works. Awesome. So, hey, Captain America came out this week. And, yeah, fuck you, Brad. I know you were looking for me to say something about the commercial. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Captain America, I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I Review done. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, bye. Thank you. And we're Thank out. You. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Goodbye. Now. Thank you. Bye. Captain America, starring Chris Evans. What's cool? Directed by Joe Johnson. I, I don't know how to start it. I'm oh, sorry. Well, I'll, well, I'll, if you don't I'll, know, then we're I'll, screwed. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get going. <laughs> Thank um, you. If you had asked me six years ago, before any official news about this movie was out, James, past James, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who would you want to direct a World War II movie version of Captain America? I probably would have said to you, the guy who did The Rocketeer. Uh, and... You know, it's not as awesome as having the guy who directed your favorite movie make your favorite superhero movie <laughs> yeah. like like Ryan had, but yeah, it was still I was still really excited going to this movie and for the most part, like 90 90%, this is what I wanted. Uh nice. this was a an an awesome movie. Uh, you know, every every character in this movie is great. The the story of the movie is near perfect um for me. The only downside to me is, like, the action was never quite big enough, quite exciting enough, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, I was excited when they announced that the Captain America movie would be in World War II. Oh, absolutely. Hey, thanks for starting this for me. I didn't know how to start it. Thanks. Uh, but, and, you know, Chris Evans, I thought, was really good in it. And yeah. I was I was telling Brad last night that, you know, he he toned down Chris Evans. I don't know if that for makes sure. sense. Like, you know, he's not that... Hey, he's not as snarky. Look how, yeah, look how cool I am from Not Another Teen Movie or Fantastic right. Four. And and he was able to embody, I think, Captain America. You know, yep. this guy who all he wants in his life is to be part of the war effort and, you know, rally America. And knowing my grandfather, who grew up at that time, there was people like that who just wanted yeah. to join in the fight. And they wanted to be the ones who served on the front lines. And, and so it was really cool to see that. And... I was really worried he wouldn't punch Hitler in it, and he punched him like ten times. It was awesome. <laughs> I could not believe that they found a way to work that in. Like, and that's kind of a spoiler, but not really. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying how they do it. But yeah. the, the way that they, they figured out how to creative. do that was really cool. Yeah, Because yeah. I'd even told, on the way to see the movie, I was talking to my folks about it, and I said, like, as a writer, you can't write that scene into the movie. Because any if you wrote a scene where Captain America punches Hitler... Everybody in the theater goes, well, why don't you just kill Hitler, end of war? Like, why? <laughs> no one no one punches Hitler. You kill Hitler, you know? Um, so I always knew, like, that wasn't really going to be in the movie, but uh, it was really cool. To yeah, and I was, the the song, The Star-Spangled Hero, yeah. was super catchy. And then as we were watching the end credits, Alan Menken wrote it. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> it makes sense why this song is really catchy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I was, I was telling Brad, too, last night, I like the whole look of the movie, too. I like mm-hmm. the art deco. The lighting of it. Uh. And, and that's the part that I was talking about as far as the Rocketeer is concerned. Because the Rocketeer has the, the tone of a pulp adventure movie. It, it has that feeling like you're in you know, late 1930s, 1940s. You know, um, really, yeah, that, that pulp adventure sort of a style to it. Uh, and, and the fun characters as well. That is exactly what you want. What I wanted. Uh, and what we got. Yeah, totally. And... It's cool how he actually, they had his original costume 
and what yeah. it was for. And then oh, he the went way into, the costumes pers- yeah. you know, progress over the movie is really cool. Yeah, and Steve Rogers is you know, and they also perfect. but they got it wrong. Steve Rogers' um, shield is made out of antimantium, like Wolverine, not whatever it is in the movie. That is just wrong. Since right, when? Because uh. the thing they the thing they mention is a real thing. It's yeah. in Marvel somewhere, and it makes sense that it would be. I, I think it's, what it's verbium called. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's now it's made out of Wolverine style adamantium. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was just being the, a what the, what they said nerd. makes sense because it's supposed to be able to bounce off of walls and stuff. Yeah, I was just being a nerd because when we were leaving yeah. the theater, oh. oh, did you hear that? No, these guys were saying, um, I don't get how there was P fifty one Mustangs flying, and then also the what was it was it the Valkyrie. I, they were talking the Valkyrie uh, Red Skull's jet in it. Yeah, they're talking about why is there's P fifty ones and Valkyries. And you're like, what that, are you arguing about? Yeah, that, and one it wasn't P fifty one Mustangs in that that they were talking about, but whatever. And whatever that plane was was not actually. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's fantastical. Oh, and by yeah. the way, there's this weird cube that has energy and uh, can burn <laughs> through things. You know. It's a cosmic yeah. cube. Which, oh. speaking of which. The, the, or the Tesseract, Brad, as they call it in the movie. Uh, um, yeah. They, the, I can't believe they pulled that off. Oh, I can't. I either. like the the Cosmic Cube is the stupidest thing, and how they would ever make a movie or a series of movies like the Avengers movies got to be about the Cosmic Cube. That sounds insane hey, to you me. Know, you know, but then t- they did it in such a way that I was like, okay, I, they're selling this, they, and they never call it the Cosmic Cube. You know, it's just the, it's the Tesseract, Tesseract, and that's all. Well, that's how they tied in the end the the epilogue and Thor. Makes more sense now right. what Loki was looking at yeah. was the Cosmic Cube now that they've... Yeah. So it's interesting. And it, By the way, so I guess the Cosmic Cube is impervious to water and sand because it'll burn through metal, but it won't burn through the... Uh, the Cosmic Cube is kind of like the ring. So, like, it never burns through anything else in the movie. It's really just what happens at the end of the movie when he sort of, you know... Uh, it it probably Overloads like gets it. all it gets all charged and burns its way through there and then it cools down as it falls you know <laughs> it's released its energy and then they find it at the bottom of the wa- ocean yeah it makes perfect sense come on yeah and when it hits the ocean it cools down immediately <laughs> yeah I mean they don't say it Brad but uh, Red Skull gets sent to the negative zone at the end of this movie like we we can't nit- nitpick <laughs> no actually <laughs> what? I, thought, I thought he got trapped in the cube. Uh, I'm not. Uh, you have, never mind. I won't say anything else. I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> We're jumping ahead of the Avengers movie. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty clear that he gets sent to the same place that that Loki gets sent at the end because you know it opens up and it looks. Yeah, like You see it. And it it kind of looks like Asgard. And Did Loki get sent somewhere. I thought he just fell into Loki, deep dark space. Yeah, deep spark, deep dark space <laughs> where there's a lot of antimatter and everything is referred to as the negative zone. I'm sure. I'm just. They're never going to say the negative zone, but that's what it is. Because that's what happens in Marvel. They so, parallel the Phantom Zone. Is, yeah. uh, so, you know, we'll go back to Captain America. Hugo Weaving, I thought, was really good in it, too. Yeah. Because he didn't do the uh, obnoxious German accent in it. I mean, he had a German accent, but he wasn't... Well, yeah, he's Hugo Weaving. He's got a good German accent. Yeah, so he didn't go over the top, and and yeah. the reveal of Red Skull was cool, even though you kind of saw oh, in the that, trailer. That and... punch, uh, the, when he gets punched and the eye comes down, that, that's one of the coolest mask moments i've ever seen yeah like because you it, i mean that is more chilling than even because the thing is like red skull it looks pretty good but it never quite looked as good as i would want it to look i think it was a little too light of a red and i have a friend who who insists that it, it probably should have been a cg would you say it, i thought it'd be nice if it had some texture to it like yeah it's, it's it, very it felt plasticky. like yeah it, it felt it felt like a mask for yeah. sure 
Um, it didn't feel like this is a guy with a messed up face. Yeah, it probably uh, shed, like he said, it burned away his face, so it probably had some char marks or something or some scratches. Yeah, I, I think they still could have done it with, uh, you know, with makeup and then maybe maybe CG stuff to add in little things. I did, um, my friend was saying like he, they they kind of wanted not exactly what's in the Dark Knight for, sorry for Two Face, but you know i he he felt like two face was was a good example of like if you're gonna do that kind of thing like do it in c g and do it in a way that's really creepy, so you really get like you really feel like you're looking at the guy's skull instead of an additive makeup that makes his head a little bigger uh but I feel like they could have just done it with just a a better mask, but still I think it, it it's done the performance is so good that it doesn't really matter right you know and and I don't think red skull ever becomes you know reds the red skull in this movie it's more of an it, it feels more like an origin yeah, like I'm, when they make avengers 2 and the villain is red skull then that will be you know the embodiment of hate and fear that is red skull yeah i think that it's he was kind of hard to have him be actual red skull in that because yeah. i mean the in the comic books red skull's origin is he's like the most notorious nazi killer ever yeah and he just goes around, he kills as many Jewish people as he can, he's Adolf Hitler's right-hand man, and he basically does Hitler's dirty work, and that's yeah. why he's so feared. Yeah. And in this one, I mean, I think the Hydra thing, they kind of did the Nazi, the Hell Hydra was a take on yeah. the Nazi thing. and Well, and it's supposed to be a division of the Nazis, but things happen, and yeah. It, it is a little weird that it's not straight-up Nazis, but at the same time, what I my suspicion is that some people were saying that they didn't want to like offend the Germans or whatever. I feel like you can't do, you know, yeah, we're talking they, about they Nazis. Know. That's not it. I, I feel like it's actually that they want to set up Hydra because in future movies, there will Hydra's still around. Yeah. So it, it, it makes more sense to have, to introduce that villain here. Um, even if it's not involved in the, the first Avengers movie. And two, I loved the, uh, the CG work of Chris Evans when he was a weakling. Oh man! I mean, yeah. seamless. You didn't even notice. There, that. there were a couple times where his face slides a little bit, and you're like, "Ooh!" Like oh, it, it's notice. more of an it's more of an angle thing. Like there are angles where it looks amazing, and then there are angles where, like, if he's looking straight at the camera, his chin is a little bit. It, it feels like they, you know, there's a line at the bottom of his chin. I didn't even but notice. But other than that, yeah, yeah, it was it was really good, you know. Brad wasn't a big fan of it. What didn't you like about it, Brad? No, I liked the movie. It's just, um, I felt like it didn't have... There was a point in the movie where, uh, what's his name? Stanley Tucci is preparing him for the experiment or whatever. And I think that was, like, the only part of the movie that I think that had... Like, it was the high point of the movie having, like, the biggest heart. Oh, for sure. And then after that, it was, like, action and montage. And, like, um, is a spoiler if I say Bucky dies? No, no. Um, <laughs> I mean it's not even a spoiler. Like when yeah. Bucky died, it if seemed you know like anything. this throwaway thing. I mean, yeah. it, it affects Captain America, but it didn't like affect me as an audience member that much because not only is the computer effect of him falling terrible in that scene, but oh. um, uh, as well as a lot of the compositing in the movie, I thought uh, in the action scenes, like when Captain America is swinging across stuff, I think it might be an effect of the 3D camera. It, um, yeah, I, th- I think 3D hurt this movie. Yeah. But um yeah and we we saw in two D by the way, yeah. um so like I thought like that conversation was like the high point of the heart of the movie, um and then after that it was just kind of like oh we gotta get to the end and have an action sequence and have a climax and everything and then set up the Avengers movie which is I feel like between this and Thor like I think this is a better movie a more enjoyable movie than Thor to me I think both of them just feel like these are just little setups for the Avengers movies they don't feel like their own 
strong self-contained movies like i always think they're just like trying to get from a to b so that we can go to the avengers movie yeah so first of all i totally agree with you on bucky the the, <laughs> the scene when bucky dies is way too quick like basically. he's his best friend like that that moment you know that fight can can easily be the fight but that moment on you know i don't want anyway that moment is just not quite long enough and it doesn't feel like um i don't know it, it, it feels like not long bucky bucky kind of goes out like a bitch he's in the like first five minutes of the movie then we follow steve rogers through boot camp and everything and then he comes yeah. back for another five minutes and he's supposed to be like this you know you don't get the sense of the rapport of their relationship like obviously captain america like in the story like they tell you they've been friends forever but like on screen you don't feel like they have been friends forever like as an audience member yeah like it's just like here's this character now he's back you've been told that you should feel something for him but you don't because you haven't you haven't lived with him like captain america has so i kind of feel like uh like i don't entirely disagree with you but i look at it more as i, I didn't see green lantern but i'm gonna make some assumptions about how bad it was <laughs> where uh this movie could have easily been it starts, you know, they pick this kid. There's a quick little scene where they explain why they picked this kid. They turn him into Captain America. And then the rest of the movie is, let's say, a really good action movie. And that could have been cool. This movie chooses not to do that and instead gives us what I think is uh, more heart than you were necessarily expecting mm. the movie to have. Like, I don't think that... Uh, how good the first 20 minutes is and how yeah i mean stan everything between stanley tucci and steve rogers is amazing like and that the scene you're talking about in the tent is like gave me chills it was like that's the that is the scene that makes you love steve rogers for the rest right. of the movie like everything that happens doesn't even matter as much because you care so much about this guy you know like it doesn't matter to me that the action later isn't as good because it's it's still it's steve and it's a it's a it's a good guy like the a a good man kicking ass the rest of the movie, not like an antihero. Um, and so I I, I don't want to say that just because the just because the beginning of the movie is so good that later not having that much heart makes it a, a worse movie. Yeah. You know I uh, yeah, you get that. <laughs> and that's right. Do you want me to answer it? We've well, heard it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? What's up? We're going to leave this in. <laughs> so unprofessional. People are so fucking... Sorry, people like are the most unprofessional. No, I'm not talking about you right now. <laughs> but I mean, they have a job and they just don't show up. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a fucking joke. Is it somebody who's obviously quitting or is it... No. It's just someone being a... Some chick being a bitch. Oh. Um, Fired. So yeah, like, they built up more of a relationship between him and the female character. I forget her name. Or Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agent Carter. So, like, if she had fallen out of that train, it would have had more impact on the audience. I don't disagree. Yeah, and then, um, you know, because they're setting this all up for the Avengers, you know that Steve Rogers isn't gonna die at the end of the movie. So when he's like plowing the plane into the iceberg, it's just like, so what? He's gonna get out of it. It is. Know? It is a little bit sapped of its of the emotion there. See, and I, I think that's because they. I, I feel like the emotion should have come. There should have been the scene at the end where he shows up at a, at her house when when he she is old, yeah. and and you realize like oh shit like everything is fucked for this guy. Like I I feel like that scene should have been there. I totally. Forgot, it'll it'll be an Avengers a weird I'm sure. ending. 
Like, yeah, I'm, exactly. Because it just sort of end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he should have showed up at her house when she's old. Yeah, yeah. No, I. They should have gone for the emotional. I thought the uh, when he was riding the plane down. I still thought that scene had a lot of weight to it. It does. I, I think it does too. I think it's got the you know because of. Uh, I, I know. I'll take care of it in a second. Uh, because it's still like him being brave and and. Um, it's emulating like when he jumped on the hand grenade early on. Like yeah, it's, it's calling back to that where he's like se- he's selfless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that he's going to make it, but he doesn't. I think that's why that scene's really good, and I yeah. I really felt something for that. You know, he's because I mean, Brad already ruined the end of the movie for us, so we can just talk about it. Yeah, uh, everyone <laughs> knows real nerds is a spoiler. Show. And the movie opens with the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you already <laughs> which know, is really cool. I was actually I liked how he was found frozen. Because you said earlier that they did incorporate in the movie. Oh my gosh, how are they going to do this? <laughs> I know, I was worried about it. And then when it started with that, I was like, oh, cool, cool. This is the way to do it. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he, he sacrificed himself not knowing that he was going to live. Yeah. And yeah, so. And it's cool. I really liked the movie. I, I It did have a huge patriotism to it, you know? it's Yeah. And in a way, in a way that I don't feel like came off as like. I mean, it's national. It's it's nationalism, but it's not jingoism. It's not like yeah, but for no reason. I think like, they did, and I think that's because it's it's you're fighting Nazis and that whole thing of he's saving the world. Um, they kind of make fun of it, like the, the it, war bonds. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's and they also they set it up as like this started as a joke, and then it became because at the point that he starts actually being in the war, you realize like wait a second, this is he well, he becomes what Captain America really is supposed to be, you know? Yeah, I think that's I you know that's a cool character arc where you know when stanley stanley tucci dies he says don't forget about your heart and don't change and then when he became the war bonds guy he did forget about that and he had to be put on the front lines to remember why he signed up why he's well, he didn't forget about it he just hated doing it yeah and he's like they wouldn't let him do anything else and then he's like i gotta say bucky and then you know yeah, yeah. now it was i have a, a chance to actually do what i want to do so i'm just yeah. gonna do it because captain yeah. america is a badass he is yeah I, yeah, Steve Rogers is just a great character. He is a great character, you know? and that's what. Again, I'm assuming I've, that's what I, what I why I brought up Green Lantern. You know, before things went weird, where I, I feel <laughs> like a movie like that, where I assume they don't, probably don't spend that much time setting up Hal Jordan and him being fearless or whatever, uh, or maybe they just don't do it as well. Like, no matter what this movie was, I was going to come out of it loving Steve Rogers because that first 20 minutes is so good. So even if the rest of the movie had been really crappy action and, you know, really had never pulled anything off, I would still really want to see... I would still want to see Avengers right away and see okay. Captain America in an Avengers movie played by Chris Evans. Um, so And because, yeah, I, I did hear a lot of people talking about Chris Evans, you know, being worried that Chris Evans was going to be the normal Chris Evans, but... As a huge fan of uh, some Sunshine as I am, I've I've seen him do just straight up serious drama, and you know he can he can put the snark can he away when he's. Yep. Chris Evans remember. is in that movie. I forget. He's a he's a very serious guy who wants to kill people. Um, he's one of the, he's one of the normal uh, guys on the ship. Yeah. You'll have to watch it again. I'll lend yeah. you one of the multiple copies of that movie I have. I think I <laughs> barely remember. Yeah, whatever. I believe you. There's a there's a scene in a cooling tank at the end of that movie that he's involved in. Oh, if you remember that. yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But you know, also, I, I being a com- comedian, it's really hard work. So I think sometimes that's why comedians do serious roles really well is because they can balance the two. Yeah. And yeah. 
Not and that the, he's really a comedian. No. Like, he's not like Ryan Reynolds, who... Well, no, Ryan you know, Reynolds was not... Now that we talked comedian. about the Green Lantern, why do you think Marvel is so successful with their characters integrating them into a larger universe and DC can't do it? Well, first of all, it's to me, it's this this is breathtaking. Like, the... It, take away from this movie uh, you know whether you enjoy the movie or not the fact that there are so many little moments in this movie that sort of indirectly are related to the other movies the the two that I keep bringing up are when when he gets injected with the super soldier serum they do the zoom in shot as if he's going to turn into the hulk which is it's it is the shot from the hulk where they zoom in on his face and you almost think like he's going to start shaking and get bulky um, and then the the other obvious one is when they're talking about the Tesseract and he he refers he's, – he's, he's talking to the, the Nazis about how they don't understand they, – they think that's, that science is magic. And I'm like, that's the line from Thor. Like that's the mm-hmm. line about science being magic, you know? And, and, there's, and that's just two of many little – you know tendrils that run into these movies. Well, I, think I think it's Stark amazing. at the beginning, the car lifting up. I mean, that's yeah. the early signs of the Iron Man project. And a friend so. of mine pointed out, I, I'm gonna have to go to that back and check. We're thinking that the guy who plays Stark's father in this movie is the guy who is in the old videos of Stark's father in the Iron in Iron Man Two. Obviously not 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 John Slattery, but like the the old footage of his father in. I too. I recently saw those on like FX or something, and it's Iron it's Man a different two? dude. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was sitting in this. That's movie too bad. Because like, it would have like been. I just saw. It would have yeah. been really good if it were. Yeah, him. the same guy. And I don't mean in one. Yeah. Because it is obviously a different guy in Iron Man one, but in oh, Iron, yeah, in okay. I, oh yeah, I, I didn't see two. Oh okay. On TV, so yeah, I got to go back and check two because I'm yeah. I'm suspicious that it might be the same guy. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know why DC can't pull it off. I don't. Because Marvel does such a great job. Maybe it's because they have their own studios. They don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah, I think because they're just embracing... Like, it's their property that they're embracing it with. I think Warner Brothers and all them. There's, like, we want these not to only be, like, fan movies. We want them to be, like, great, historically relevant movies. Yeah. So, like, that's I think that's their hang-up is, you know, they want it to be too generally accepted. Whereas I think the Avengers whole thing that they're doing, it's really fan service. Like, I don't In think the average ways, yeah. person really is excited about you know all these little details coming together the little details no but like my you know my parents don't read comics or anything like that and i mean they know who captain america is but you know my mom doesn't know you know that bucky's gonna die or who my mom didn't when i said something about the red skull at the end they only call him the red skull at one point and it's like as a joke so she didn't know that that's who red skull was you know like she had to say like oh is that that guy's name and you know she really enjoyed it and she's loved all the iron man movies and so so i'm not you know it's not like i I don't think that the marvel movies are entirely fan service i think people who just enjoy a good action movie are still she's not sitting there going like When's next summer coming up so I can watch the right. Avengers? Well, she's my mom like, is my it... mom is now because uh. she's liked all the other ones, but and because she's a Joss Whedon fan. But like for for Thor, she wasn't, or for you know for Captain America near the end, she was starting to get excited. But absolutely for Thor, she didn't even want to go. I made her go, and then she <laughs> and then she loved it. Like I'm not as familiar with the Marvel universe. I'm kind of learning it as I hang out with you guys. So right. it's like I'm still I'm more interested in the Avengers now that, that trailer was at the end. That yeah, was awesome. but before that, I was like, which yeah, we got to talk about that. You later. know, I'm not these movies individually aren't selling me on this movie yet. So oh yeah, you know it's and it may I not feel like I'm emulating the opinion of people who aren't familiar with the Marvel universe. It may not. So uh, I, as far as the DC versus Marvel thing, part of it is I part of what 
I think is really smart about this is that they they sold off their 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 characters that work really well individually early on, like Spider Man or the X Men. Obviously, not individually, but you can make an X Men movie. You know those characters, and then made a bunch of money on those, and then they they had the forethought to be like, okay, the Avengers, all the characters of the Avengers, we're gonna keep them together and not not sell any of them off, keep them to ourselves, so that we can then make really good movies out of them. And they're not even the Aveng- the Avengers are important, but I don't feel like I don't feel like any of them are really Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, or even the X Men. I, yeah. I, I don't think any one of those characters is as loved as the other two. Maybe Captain America, but even that is sort of reaching. Um, and so I think the fact that they are they're taking sort of some of the smaller characters, whereas DC, their most popular characters are already sold off to different studios, and they don't really have and their their team book. The, the Justice League is just those characters, you know? Uh, so if they could find a way to sell, uh, make their own movie that was based on a, a smaller character maybe, but I don't know. See, it's, it's a character thing to me. I, I think that yeah, me too. Marvel think, puts a lot more heart and, I think and time into they, their movies. That Not only that, I think they're... People might get mad at me for saying this, but I think Marvel characters are written better yeah. and they're easier for people to relate to where... I mean, Green Lantern, oh, sweet, I have a ring, I can do whatever I want. Superman, I have no weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, really, the only character people relate to, and obviously it shows is Batman, even though he's a billionaire, he's still just a guy, no superpowers, fighting. Finding weaknesses. Finding yeah. weaknesses, and he's, you know, trying to make a place better. I think that's why people relate to him. Where I and think, he's sort of an anti-hero. Yeah, I, th- I think it's hard for people to relate to, to DC characters. Like Wonder Woman, I don't relate to her at all. But I, I think that you... I think you could... But, oh, sorry, I just keep burping. I think you could, but you would have to change those characters or work with those characters in a way that fans would not necessarily appreciate. Um, and they're not willing to do that. I think if they were willing to uh, take Wonder Woman and say, okay, how do we make this? How do we, how do we sort of strip this of the, of the stuff that is too comic book uh, exclusive and really just like find the heart of this and tell a story about that? They, they might be able to, but they don't have the guts to. Mm. And yet they're relaunching their entire line. <laughs> because that's what... I, I feel like that's what Thor is. I mean, whether you like Thor or not, that movie takes a character that nobody really cares about that basically is just around, like, he's a god, he can smash things a lot, um, and he talks funny in the books, uh, and that's cool. And then they take that... They, they infuse it with what I think is a, a, a f- fun, fascinating, and dramatic you know family dynamic thing between Odin and Loki that that is where you know my enjoyment of that movie comes is that that dialogue is so well written those characters are so well written um and that's, that's not a I, I, that may be in the comics but probably not written as well I yeah don't maybe too because Thor they but how they make you relate to him is they say well you're you're gonna have to be human now and yeah so, so you know I think yeah I, I think I do I don't know, I just... Because when I watch DC movies, whether it's even the Christopher Reeve Superman or stuff like that, I mean, they're good movies, but they just don't connect to you the way the Marvel ones do. And I was just curious, and I was trying to get you guys' opinion about it. I think it's because their characters aren't as well-written, but... uh, Or they're not as relatable. Because, I mean, everybody can relate to Steve Rogers. Everybody can relate to Peter Parker. Um, And I I don't think anybody can relate to Superman. Superman is the outsider looking in. I think that you... yeah. Um, the only time that I've ever heard a story about Superman that I really thought like that would be a good movie is Mark Miller's 
trilogy for I think it was supposed to be a trilogy. Mark Miller had a, a, an arc, a Superman arc that he wanted to tell that will never pro- probably never get made. That started with the origins of um, of Superman and then ended with Superman watching the sun die. So that he was like the last person alive on the earth and the sun was fading and he was alone again. And like that to me is a chilling, you know, I I feel like with Superman you have to go big. You can't try and make it like, oh, he has a sun now, so we're supposed to care. No, it has to be like he's fighting. (laughs) When the fuck did you rape me? (laughs) He has has to be fighting like a giant space spider or something like that. (laughs) I think that's the only way that you can make, like Brainiac, it's got to be. Brainiac comes and it's a ship full of like just big shit that he has to beat up. That's the only you know. It's got to be a cool action movie, and you have to sort of leave the. Or I think you could just take away some of his powers, like the cartoon from the forties. Like he can only like, jump tall buildings; he can't fly. <sighs> I think I, th- I think at this point he's iconic enough. He has to fly. He has to have that suit. One, and... I don't see him in that fucking suit. Get it off. <laughs> <of him. laughs> or you could. Just... I don't want to see him fly. No, no, no. John Peters said, I don't want to see him in that fucking suit. It's faggy. Oh, that's that's right. what he said. That's right. Or you could just, like, build up the powers, like Smallville. Like, he has to... Yeah. He doesn't have them all at once. He has to kind of earn them or something. And know? the first season of Smallville was great. I really, you know... And that was, that was probably the only thing about <laughs> Superman that I've ever really enjoyed. So, uh, back to Captain America... The, the end of the movie was awesome. Uh, I didn't know they showed a trailer at the end. No, I was expecting a scene. And then the scene started, and I was like, well, this isn't going to be much of a scene. Yeah. And then it just kicked. Then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're filming this movie. Yeah. You know? And just seeing all those characters together was radical. Yeah. It's it's impressive, you know. Uh, I, I feel like no matter how each of these movies is, is done, uh, performs critically, as long as none of them people hate any more than Iron Man two, really, if they can get to eight, I to eight movies, which would be Thor two and Avengers, and then one more, I think I, I would call this whole weird experiment a complete success. Oh, I the think... fact that uh, I, I, it's crazy impressive to me that I, I can't think of anybody who has ever done this. Oh, nobody. I think it's already a success. I mean, even a movie like. Uh... Uh, Thor, I mean, it costs $150 million to make. makes $500 million worldwide. Yeah. I'm sure the same thing for Captain America. Yeah. And then maybe not as much worldwide, but, but you know, you're already making this successful thing where people do want to see it. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. You know, your mom's not a comic book fan, but she says, hey, Avengers looks awesome. Yeah. And I think of all the movies that might break Harry Potter's record, I think Avengers might be one of them because it's so big and it's in the beginning of May and everybody's amped up to and see if, it. if... If anyone could do it right, I, I this is, sounds totally fanboyish. But if anybody could do it right, I think Joss Whedon's the kind of oh, guy dude, who you know he can. Because... I, I I think he's smart enough to know like okay, I'm gonna pick a story and probably focus on a couple of these characters, and everybody's gonna be there. But you can't tell you can't tell a story arc, you know, a character arc for each of these people, you know, not have it be cluttered. And you know, he's 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 the guy who is a master of having ensemble casts. Yeah, I think like, the most important thing he can do is you make Tony Stark and Steve Rogers the focus because yeah. they're the leaders of the Avengers. Yeah. And then you have Nick Fury and Samuel Jackson. He comes in, he gives them their missions, yeah. and they go out and they do it. And then they have Thor and Hulk to help them you know, beat this enemy. But at the heart of it, it's really what Stark and Rogers can do to... I don't even know who the villain is. Is it going to be the Korean Skull? It's Skrulls? Loki. It's Loki? Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty clear from... Because we see Loki in the trailer. We see Loki. Unless Loki just sort of... I play think some Loki's other part. To free Red Skull from the Cosmic Cube. 
I think is that that's what the plot is. Just, ah, that would be badass. That explain Was it the end of Thor? Was that? Yeah, was that? Well, yeah. At the end of at the end yeah. of Thor, he's got yeah. Okay. And yeah, so it's I think interesting. Red Skull might be the villain. Yeah. Or, saying, or if or if I'm right, maybe he wants the cube so that he can use the cube to get out of the negative zone, so that then he can get Red Skull out of the negative zone. Maybe. Assuming and get, that they get the back zone. at Thor. Yeah, because the one the one problem is they're setting up Loki as the villain. If you have Iron Man and Steve Rogers as the main the main two, which I agree with you is the right way to go, you have to have you really need to have Thor be one of the main two in order to yeah. have the villain be Loki, but. But not necessarily. Again, you know, there's very little we know about this movie. I mean, yeah. Very oh yeah, also, we got some shots. We don't even see the Hulk. No, probably because they haven't done any of the CG yet. And I mean, the only shot of the Hawkeye they did was a close up of yeah Clinton Barton's face. And he'll face. he'll be in the back. Yeah, in the background. Do you think uh, also in Captain America movie? Do you think they set up the whole thing about um, Steve Rogers being suspicious, suspicious that Howard Stark was fooling around with Agent Carter because? that jealousy is going to transfer to a Steve Rogers Tony Stark relationship. No, I think that that was just a little quip to 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 set him up as like hey, Stark's dad was also a dog, you know. <laughs> I I think that's all it was. But I think as far as an Avengers movie, like if Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are the are the leaders of the Avengers, like the only thing that could set them back from defeating whatever evil they have to fight is like those two clashing. Oh, they're definitely a clash. I mean, that's <laughs> part of their, you know, Civil War is about the two of them Great. fighting each other. Oh. Because um, they have different ideas of... Yeah, it, it's more, it, it shouldn't be something as, as simple as like he thinks that his dad was a dog. Yeah. No, it's more the two of them, we're, we're talking like Kirk and Spock in the Star Trek movie kind of clash where they have, they have ideological differences on the way that things should be done. Um... And, but that'll that'll be there. I mean, uh, character drama is the other thing that Joss Whedon does really well. So. Yeah, cool. The only thing to worry about is like whether or not he does good action. And Serenity is badass. So, <laughs> yeah. no, there's no worries. Goofy dialogue. Yeah, in uh, my opinion. I really, yeah. Where everyone has yeah. to be snarky. Well, or witty. But here's there's there's not. That's one of the things that impressed me about watching Alien Resurrection is that there's not a lot of like quippy dialogue in there there's some funny lines but think how great joss whedon will write tony stark though oh man yeah. tony stark's gonna be money in that movie tony well. tony stark by joss whedon oh man well you have because it's xander and it's grown up it's grown up alcoholic womanizing xander yeah. like and robert downey jr who's totally money yeah yeah i'm excited yeah me too i see that movie. i was not expecting to see a trailer for the no. avengers after On, you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of uh at the post credits on Matrix Reloaded, only in this case, the payoff will be good, instead of a, the, the burly brawl, which was horrible. Well, we'll see. I, it's gonna be. You gotta think it's. You have to expect that it's gonna be better than Matrix Reloaded. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Then, then my statement is still good. All right. Brad's Brad's more of a cynical movie fan. Yeah. He's like, he's like, impress That's me. Fine. No, no. <laughs> He sits in his high chair. It's good. because I haven't made anything important, but I'm going to challenge everyone else to do it. No, the truth is you're in the place where I was two or a week ago. Two weeks ago? A week ago. Where it's like, well, you know, you're the guy who isn't already in and it doesn't work for you. Yeah. I, I have to be proven, you know. I haven't grown up with it, so I, I can't just accept anything. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, the Avengers are new to me, so they got to they gotta sell me yet speaking of that I, I made a joke about this earlier but we didn't get any hate mail 
from last week, did we? No. Over we don't get any mail. We don't get any mail, so we're All right. Good. Well, as long as we didn't get any... Spe- actually, it would have been really cool if there was some, like, you know... What do you think they're going to hit on you for? Because oh, most like of the Harry world Potter. likes Harry Potter, and, and I oh. gave completely valid reasons on why that movie is garbage. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think your review was like, it's garbage. I thought it was just like, it wasn't... It didn't oh. make me any more interested. Have you listened to it? Well, yeah, I listen, yeah, I it's listened to it. Bad. Like, I don't think it's... Oh. The movies are garbage, but I'm like... I'm like uh, not like you, but I just, it doesn't make me any more interested in Harry Potter. Yeah, but well, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good movie. Yeah, I think Unless you should Brad. definitely go see Captain America. I enjoyed For it sure. a lot. Yeah. It's worth a watch. I would definitely say you should go see Captain America and not Friends with Benefits this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So what do we have to look forward to next week, Ryan? Well, you won't be here. Brad is off doing. The I'm going to go hour. make a movie. Brad's making a movie, the 40 Hour Film Festival project. Uh, yeah. yeah. Blowjob Central. Yeah. And that's the name of his movie, Blowjob Central. And it's just a bunch of dudes with their dicks hanging out of a, a hole, and girls just walk by and suck them off. I, I think it's a great idea for a movie. It's going to gross $300 million. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Maybe it might break Avatar's record. May, I think. It could. We'll Opening, see. Oh, it might break Harry Potter's record. It's going to be the first movie to test the waters of mainstream blowjob cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to break down barriers. I don't know where that came from. I was, but yeah, Brad's doing that. So Nowhere good. It didn't come from Harry. I really want to see Cowboys and Aliens. But Is I'm that next week? Yeah, that's what next week is. James, me so. and you. Oh. Be, it's all you guys. We'll be Can doing we review sh- it now? Awesome. <laughs> the movie's awesome. Man... How about everything in that movie, right? So this week's episode reviews of Captain America and Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> yeah, and we pre-reviewed. It's going to suck if next week it just it's a bad movie. Actually, following Cowboys and Aliens, the week after that's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which that, I wish I that, was missing. I want to see. Did I ask <laughs> you why you don't like I, that movie? I asked no, Brad, I wasn't here. And, I, and so, what do you think? Like, I think it looks interesting. Uh, I think it looks interesting after the most recent trailer, but the most recent trailer also tells me the entire story, so it's no longer interesting. Uh, I didn't see um, the new trailer. Oh, the new trailer like starts off. It's great. The the trailer with John Lithgow in it. Have you no, not I've seen, seen it. it? Oh, okay. The new trailer. I know John gives Lithgow's you in the movie. a whole lot. Yeah, he plays James Franco's dad. For one nice. thing, the new trailer they he he doesn't say uh, we call it the cure. Which is one of the worst lines I've seen in a movie yeah. for a long time. See, I told he you. actually that scene is actually we call it the cure for Alzheimer's. That and all of a sudden that scene makes that that line makes more sense. Like now you're actually talking about something and telling me a story. Um, but but the new trailer, the first half of the trailer is setting up like he gets this monkey and he 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 makes it smart and then the monkey has problems and it befriends his dad and there's a, a an awesome scene in the trailer with a fork go watch the trailer because it's like it almost sells me on the movie just because i want to see this scene with a fork and when you see it you'll be like that's what james is talking about that's pretty cool but or you'll hate it but um i just you know what it feels like it feels like what damon lindelof was talking about i know how it ends i know that it ends with there's monkeys everywhere and um and i i don't know it just Nothing about it gets me excited. I think the, I think the CG looks good for CG. Dude, it's somebody that a studio that did Avatar. That's the worst I, part of the trailer. Does the city yeah. not have a national guard or an but army? But it's Weta. Just, can't you it's just also... mow down a bunch of monkeys with a Gatling gun? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's Weta who did Lord of the Rings, which most of that movie is is done practically like. Uh, I feel like they they could have done a better job. Or really, what makes more sense is they should have said from the studio who did King Kong, King Kong, yeah. acted by the guy who played King Kong because Caesar <laughs> is played by um, 
what the, I said his name earlier and I forgot. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't. There's there's no actual story there in the trailer that makes me interested. I want to see it. It looks like a zombie movie with monkeys. That doesn't sound cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like I like zombies. Maybe you should make zombie monkeys and then it'd be interesting. I mean, that sounds as stupid as oh, like, I guess it's what's the movie rated? PG-13. PG-13. Oh, see, now if they're... Well, that that would make me interested because then I'd see some sweet monkey kill human deaths, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just spine out, like, splatters them across the street. Like, that would be interesting. <laughs> but you're right. But like, that's happen. the other thing is that there's a certain ridiculousness as far as there's a bunch of monkeys and we can't just shoot the monkeys like yeah uh, i feel like a grenades they... into a cluster of monkeys yeah i mean this is america there's a lot of it is san francisco they probably don't have as many guns there maybe they destroy san francisco but then like like the the states around there they have enough guns that they kill the monkeys and that's the end of the movie because there can't be that many monkeys in that warehouse yeah. that like unless he Unless he throws grenades into the whole world and all of the world monkeys become... Our facility has a, the largest congregation of wild Well, maybe monkeys. that Caesar monkey steals all the medicine they have and gives it to a bunch of other monkeys around I, the Well, that is, that is what happens. Oh, oh is it? I don't know. I was just guessing. Well, in the trailer, <laughs> in the trailer there's a, like a warehouse full of monkeys in cages and he throws grenades full of the, the smart medicine down there and they all become smart. I feel like the better ending of that movie... That movie should be like a serious drama where one of the characters is a monkey who gets smarter like like flowers for Adrenon style and then at the end the the end of the movie is just like he's a monkey but now he's mad you know I'm reading- and so it's not that the monkeys take over the world it's just like we did this thing and it started the evolution of monkeys becoming smarter monkeys or maybe they release this monkey into the wild and then you're like yeah and then later the whole world was monkeys and that's the end of the movie, you know? I'm reading a book right now called The Evolution of Bruno Littlemore, and it's about a monkey who becomes really smart, and he writes the book, and he mm. tells how he becomes smart. It's a really interesting book. Does the medicine then wear off, like in Flowers for Adrenon, and then, like... Mm, the, I don't know. I haven't read the end of the book yet, the but... he's, like, a but, retarded child again? No, but the starting of the book is him retelling the story, so I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's really interesting. Huh. You should check it out. The Evolution of Bruno Littlemore. See, I read, too. I just don't watch movies. But he just reads books about monkeys. So. Monkeys and zombies. Yeah. My wife loved World War Z. That's awesome. But honestly, a, a movie of, like, it's zombies, but they're monkeys doesn't sound as interesting to me. Uh, that sounds crazy to me. Like, what if it were an alien movie without an alien in it? Like, who would make that stupid-sounding movie? Like, I don't mm, know. It's weird. Anyways, me and James will see Cowboys and Aliens next week and talk about it. Yep. And Brad will be making a movie and then we'll see it and then we'll comment on that one too i won't watch it (laughs) oh (laughs) but if you do want to watch it you should come out to the gothic theater on august 7th at 7 p.m how much shit do we have to watch before we see yours though actually i don't know what time it is uh there's three screening groups and it's all day so it's like starts at i think 10 in the morning and ends at nine at night or something so i don't know what group we're going to end up being in so just assume Sometime on August 7th. It'll be on the website. When you know, you can post it. I will. I'll put up plenty of trailers and advertisements this time. You should. Nice. And unfortunately, it'll cost money to come out and see it, but support local cinema in underground indie cinema. I don't have a job. Ten bucks, probably. (laughs) The price of a regular movie. Oh. But you're only going to be watching seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the whole... You'll see a bunch of movies, but each one will only be max seven minutes, so... Because next Saturday? Please come out. (laughs) Support uh, uh, no, it's two Saturdays. He's oh, filming it, weeks. but then they screen it in two weeks. Oh, the week okay. after you screen it. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I make it next weekend, and then 
the weekend after on Sunday. So we good to, good luck, Brad. How you. do they how do they enforce the forty? Because you have to turn the movie in, right? How do you? Your how do they enforce how, the time limit? Uh, you show up at the kickoff at seven o'clock. You get your oh. criteria. So you can't. They have certain things you can't know unless yeah. you go to the kickoff to make the movie. So once you get those, then you have till seven o'clock on Sunday to come to back down to the Skylark and turn it in. Cool. And they were very strict about like not one second over. Like, oh, I you know I walked through the door. I was in right. No, you have to have it like at the counter signed in. Yeah. It's pretty pretty mm. hardcore there last year there was someone who had their laptop and they were still exporting the file in front of the counter to get it in on time wow yeah then but they didn't i don't i don't i think they did oh because that would be a sad yeah. story if they didn't <laughs> yeah there's some people who i'm gonna pretend like, they did because i don't showed like up there stories. but they were like a minute late so it sucked for them oh they still get you still get to show up but it's, it's not eligible for any awards or anything ah cool so Cool. So good luck, Brad. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be here next week. Yeah, and, and enjoy Cowboys and Aliens because I'm, it's, I really want to see it. But he's gonna be busy for a yeah. weekend. No time. No yeah. time at all to no. see two hours worth of anything. You'll get a chance and, to see it. And so, especially if it's good. Where else can you find out more stuff about? Oh, nerds? dude, there's so many places you go to get real nerds. You can go to our Facebook page and like us. Bookmarked. You can go to Tumblr and read our witty blogs. Well, mine because I'm the only one who's posted so far. Um, also bookmarked. Or, or you can email me now at realnerds at gmail.com. And you can visit our other websites, which are what, Brad? Our original website, nebulousvisions.com. God, I have a stuttering problem. And then uh, if you like raunchy, stupid poop humor, <laughs> go to circusdomain.com. Shit. And if you just send us any email. Yeah, we're just trying If to you're get... listening at all, just send some, forward some spam you know, just so send us a letter that has there. your name in it, just your first name, maybe a picture. Yeah, so let us know you're out there because, you know, we do want to hear if, what you want to hear on the show if we're missing some things. Especially if you if don't you're... think the show is great, if you tell us, we'll know how to make it better. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not directly related to any of us. Yes. That'd be awesome. So, hey, guess what? I'll see you next week. <coughs> Cowboys Sorry. and Aliens. Yeehaw! Okay, bye.